happy republic day to everyone who is watching on 26 jan 2022 welcome to the podcast guys and this time we have harshal karya sir harshal karya sir is one of the best guys i ever met and you cannot miss this podcast ever you need to give your time just pack your time and just listen to this podcast this is one of the best podcast even i heard this is my my personal favorite podcast you must hear it he is the founder of shabang industry and we this podcast is divided into two parts the second part will be coming after 10 days but this part is for someone who is in their teenage in their 20s figuring out their life who are, wants to know how did he build shabang before shabang how did he figured out that he wants to build shabang and everything second part is all about entrepreneurship and his personal life you must check this out episode it's just of 25 to 30 minutes but that will definitely change your life and will add value to your life make sure you watch it whole thank you so hello guys welcome to thoughts of gen z and here with another episode with one of my favorite guys and this episode you should not miss out okay hey harshal karya sir thank you so much for coming this summer was built 200 crore brand by single one he has some the pure entrepreneur with amazing ideologies i am a big fan and you must listen to this podcast guys welcome to the podcast thank you thanks jamil thanks for having me and thanks for coming to bombay all the way to see oh alex pleasure to meet you in self yeah so my first question is like how did your journey begin and i want to know since when you were 12 when you were 15 when you were 16 and when you were 18 cuz that story of yeah so actually 12 is amazing good good point that you raise at 12 you know i know that you're a black belt karate ka yeah so at 12 i got my black belt <laughs> okay so like uh, it's kind of like similar to how you're doing stuff uh, so when i got the black belt i was like damn i can do some shit because till then i was like you know this big guy bullied a little bit no stamina not able to do my uh, you know mm-hmm. even my story is the same i was like weak guy not bullied every time in school so i started that <laughs> yeah and then like uh, you know then you kind of you you figure out that you have it in you so you just do it and uh, you know for the black belt like my black belt exam i needed to run morning we started you have to run 10 kilometers yeah. then you do conditioning then you do your kata then you do your kumite okay. then you do your uh, you know seven hours a day exactly no like the exam is a eight hour exam right yeah. so to ace the eight hour exam you need to do good yeah, preparation nine hours practice every goddamn day not i mean i didn't do every goddamn day was like weekends uh, that i did on because otherwise you're on school etc yeah. so maybe like wednesday and saturday sunday was my practice uh, for karate but like just getting that it did something to me like it gave me the confidence and gave me the energy that of this stuff in you um and uh, you know that was that was important so like that that was a just improve the self morale inside like yeah. you can do something in this world yeah so, so what was the mindset when you were 16 like this entrepreneurship was in your head when you were 16 no not really i uh, you know i was uh, the first batch in this city in bombay city of uh, amazing school that lines and built for dhirubhai park yeah so got into that school by uh, it was a large entrance exam you know i have seen many comments on uh, ranveer's podcast yeah. where uh, people said oh you look to yahan pe in school mein gaye this that we had a very competitive entrance exam so the competitive entrance exam that we had you know i think there were 5 6000 people who had come to sit for the entrance exam from that we got selected so it was a great feeling and uh, that i mean i see remember what an amazing school actually had so you know reliance is uh, one of the reasons they are such a large company today is uh, because there is this amazing ability of reliance to keep giving back you know and in that sense the school was an example of that you know the ability to give uh, so they had brought a completely international staff you know my economics teacher was from ireland my business management teacher was from uh, uk math teacher was from uk uh, my uh, main tutor was from uh, sri lanka uh, we had uh, english teacher from uh, australia we had chemistry teacher from australia uh, biology teacher from uh, new zealand 
Amazing. So you know, like a crazy and like it's like I know. I mean, then I studied in Bombay after 12th standard, but like that two years, 11th, 12th gave me the feeling like I'm. I got Something. I got to another country to study, and I'm getting so many different global perspectives. And I'm also still sitting in my home, still staying with you know in my home city. Um, so I learned so much about fundamentals. You know, in business management, I understood about how PNL works. I understood okay, what's the balance sheet. I understood that in pricing, you can do cost plus pricing, or you can do margin based pricing, or you can do revenue. You know, like you can do backward in a practical way or only a theoretical way. So the professor was so good that it was theoretical, but he was explaining all the concepts practically. You know, and oh. then economics, you're learning demand supply in a very practical way. You're learning yeah. externalities in a very practical way. You're learning, uh, uh, you know, little bit basics of econometrics in a very practical way. So you're actually utilizing some of these theoretical concepts in the yeah. way you can apply it into your life. So that's when, uh, you know, I think that's the thing with stories, and that's why I think this digital medium also works for people like us because when you talk, the story forms in your head. Yeah. You know, like that's how a lot of the thinking is. So. Um, so it was like that. I was learning and I was forming stories in my head, and uh, you know, I was being exposed to literature which I had not been exposed to, Russian literature like uh, you know Alexander Pushkin. And I have actually heard somewhere like in the OM money school you need to read few amount of books in a year or else you yeah. won't be allowed. Yeah, yeah, we are. We were given a whole reading list to uh, read before you came. So amazing book like uh, you know, Brave New World. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, no, the Brave New World is a is written in the thirties, talking about the future. Uh, so that was that was the author was Huxley and then there was uh, um, you know I mean Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance another amazing book about philosophy on life. So how many books you are supposed to read in a year? About uh, I think about twenty five give or take. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Along with studies, so like what an amount of knowledge you are adding as an. No, I think more than knowledge being added, it's just teaching you to learn. Yeah. You know, so I think for every student. Yeah, that's that's the best skill that you can have, uh, which yeah. is the the ability to learn. It's the best skill that you can have, and uh, you know, I mean, my most prized possession is also I got in the school uh, at the end of the twelfth and I got a small award. It was called the Lifetime Learner Award. So it's still my most prized possession because it's an indication that you know you have the ability to constantly keep learning, and that's how you can grow in life by right? just keeping on learning. So that's what excites me about coming to work also every day. Yeah. So at what age did you figure out that entrepreneurship is something meant for you? Um, I just, I mean, after I was, uh, I think it has to have been in my first year of junior college. I mean, or like a first year of degree college. All right. So like uh, when you are in right now. Yeah. So uh, you know, two years after this, probably eighteen, nineteen years. Around course. that time, because I was doing this internship in a company called Dentsu. I was sitting in that. I was doing my internship. I got an email uh, from my what dad. What was that? What was your job in that? It was an advertising agency. I was an intern copywriter. So I had to like you know pick up some of these nice kind of copywriting books and uh, read ads and you know come up with ad concepts for uh, brands like yeah. uh, Suzlaw and Adidas. You know, those kind of companies. I had some great mentors. Uh, you know, there's an amazing copywriter from Manipur, Johnson, RK. It's um, another copywriter who's a creative director now, and uh, you know, uh, I think Rediffusion. He's a creative director. Pramod Sharma. Um, so some amazing people that I got to like kind of learn under. Uh, and but I was seeing that you know the, I was seeing the way the place was being run. Yeah. And my interest was not so much in the copywriting. copywriting. I mean, I had an interest for it. I had a like a genuine respect for it, but my interest was in how the place was being how the place was being organized. Yeah, how it was being organized, and that's when I uh, felt like you know, hey, I, I think I can do this part also. In, it's my passion, not yeah, my thing. Maybe it was a bit like cocky, but I was like at that time, I was like maybe I can do this a little better than these guys. Yeah. The way they are running, you know, because it's like basic things uh, which I wasn't very happy with seeing, just listening, and I was like, this doesn't seem right. So, and I was like, cool, let's try this out. So, what was your first startup? At what age? My first time I was right out of college. Uh, you know, I finished my degree college. Uh, I had done three years of internships back to back. Um, at three different places. At three different places. Three different places. So three varied experiences. 
um, you know, I've spoken a little bit about it on Ranveer's show. Yeah. Uh, I think that's there, and uh, those three different internship experiences just helped me go deep as well as explore wide. Uh, one thing I always did in college was that I was always part of the college festivals for performing arts or for liberal yeah. arts. You know, things like that, which helped you like meet people. You know, some of my closest friends, like uh, actually, yes, day before. Uh, I was performing yeah, uh, I at uh, the launch of Humans of Bombay and we have a song coming out I think tomorrow. Uh, so the guy is saying so well, okay, you'll be a fan of him. So, I heard him. Yeah, I would love for you to, I mean, if you're listening to this, then please listen to my singing. I'm like, I'm, I, I, I do my uh, business, but I'm a very, uh, like, a hardcore aspiring singer, so like, if you can I, listen I, to I that. I'll the link in the description, you guys must check. So, yeah, so I, you know, some of the best friends you make in college are on that. Like, yesterday, uh, day before when I was performing on stage, um, I needed one guy to, like, help, and there was Hulma's my uh, you know my friend from college who was my bandmate who came up and he did oh, such an amazing job so we cleaned it so anyway long story short then you know the college got over and i was like you know i want to do something yeah i just got drawn to this idea of uh, building a services company in the social media space and that's where i kickstarted my first company was called foxymoron and uh, i ran that for about six and a half years and left the company uh, to set up shebang which is where we are sitting today what was your job at foxymoron i was the I would say my job was to set the vision. My job was to steer the company towards the digital age. Um, what they were doing before, I mean, they had these varied ideas of printing t-shirts and making brochures and everything. And I was like, that's not the future. Uh, future is digital. That was my pitch. I steered the company towards you know a, a service which was heavily focused on digital and social. And uh, we built uh, the first, uh, I mean, one of the hottest brands in social media marketing in India. Uh, and uh, yeah, we scaled it up to about a team of two fifty before I left. Uh, and at that time, which year was that? Uh, this was about 2014. Right. Yeah, so I left in 2014, and it's been since then that I've been uh, running Shebang. Uh, so Shebang, we have a team of about uh, give or take about 700, 750 odd people across uh, three cities. Uh, we go international next year. We open our offices in London next year. Um, and yeah, there's like lots of growth happening, fun stuff happening. So I, I genuinely wanted to ask this question since the day I heard your podcast with Ranveer. Hmm. In 2014, how did you figure out that social media is the future? Like, how did no one had the actually it wasn't social? It was in 2014. Social media was already there. It was already ruling the room. So yeah. in 2014, what I said is that's why we call ourselves Shebang because we bring together the whole Shebang, which is what does it mean? Shebang means completeness, wholeness. The whole shebang, you know, that's how you say it. So shebang yeah. means wholeness. So we try to bring in, I mean, not we try, we're doing it now very well, I think, in a lot of places. We're bringing in integration, completeness into the work that we do for clients' businesses. We are, we are a services company in the uh, doing creative technology work. So we do creative technology services and we do the whole spectrum, whether it's branding, whether it's social, whether it's film production, whether it's research, whether it's uh, IT, whether it's uh, you know data analytics, cyber. So we do a lot of everything on the whole ship and we bring that to companies. Every goddamn thing is done here. Yeah, everything. I mean, and, and growing. So that's, I mean, our vision is to be, uh, you know, we've got the Infosys and the TCSs of the world, which are in the IT space. We don't have a creative technology company, which is an India to the world technology company all over the world, which is a powerful Indian brand. And that's what we're building right now. Well, one thing that just kicked me out about you is like, Every goddamn person like will be bringing foreign brands to India, but you have always, from the very first day, you are like, we'll be sending this brand to the world. Yeah, but we also what? bring foreign talent. I mean, we will also bring foreign foreign talent India, to India because what I always say is India to the world and the best of the world back to India. Yeah. So where did you get this vision of India to the world? I think it just uh, you know we were doing a workshop with the team one day, and uh, we I had to put together saying that okay this is now where do we steer this company and always you know the thing about a vision is that it has to be bigger than yourself. Yeah. So, 
because it is the thing you go back to when you have like a difficult day. It's the thing you go back to when you know, something goes off. So it has to be way bigger than you, and it has to be way, 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 way something that you. But you have to be able to connect to it. Yeah. So I just instantly connected to it at you know there was this workshop the next morning. I had to give a presentation to the team. So it was a two-day workshop. One day I did some introspection work, and the next morning I had to give a presentation to the team. I was so inspired that that night. Uh, with the work that we did, because I was in the midst of the energy of the team, and we were, you know, like talking about where we're going to take this company, and I was so inspired by that. And my coach, uh, who you know, they call in your life, if you're lucky, you have some gurus around you. Yeah. Right. So this uh, coach was what they call your pal pal pradarshan guru. Yeah. Somebody who drives you on the path. So that correct like path and guides you. Yeah. Someone like Chanakya to Chandramukta. Something like that. Yeah. So uh, so that was my coach, Saloni Suri. She was uh, the one who, you know, in that workshop, I got inspired. After the end of the first day, I put that down on those slides, and it stuck with me since then. It was about um, about four years back, three years into running the business. So it wasn't there from day one. So I think sometimes you just got to survive the business, do it, and then you know your vision kind of builds itself up. When you left Proximoron and when Proximoron, Proximoron, sorry. So and started the bank. So what was that mindset? Cause starting everything alone from yeah. So we took a big loan and we started the business. I was already very successful in the business. I was confident of my skills and ability. So you know when I started Foxymolon, it was uh, four of us starting from a small room. I was building the digital services, pitching to clients, doing the operations, building the team. Uh, we had a room about two hundred square foot room that we were building in which had no windows, uh, no toilet. Uh, but we had built out that room so beautifully with paintings and you know we had self painted it. Yeah, it was one of the most beautiful offices till today. I would say it was my most beautiful office. Uh, just how amazingly creative it was, you know, yeah. and sharp it was. So. Uh, you know that was starting with sixteen thousand bucks in your pocket and scaling up a company, and I was like, I don't want to do that again. So I took out a loan, put it into this company. You know, this office which you're sitting in right now, we yeah. we occupy now about some twenty odd thousand square feet, but we came in day one about eight thousand square feet without a single customer. Forty people hired on day one because I was telling the market that I'm here, come without a single customer. Yeah, because I'm I'm confident of what I'm doing. Yeah. So come, my shop is open. Come. And uh, I got the best for you, so I will cater the best for you. Come. And just to know, tell you guys that currently one of the almost every goddamn brand is working with Sabank, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would say every brand. We have lots of brands. We are very fortunate that we have more than around one fifty brands. You could say that. Yeah, we are very uh, fortunate that you know some of the largest companies they trust us with their work, yeah. uh, and uh, the trust is something that we have. Uh, you know, we take very seriously. So uh, you know, my whatever time we are taking out now, next it goes back into business, ensuring that all the work is. Yeah, it's delivered right. So, what is digital marketing? Please explain it in a very layman language. So, every content person is just doing this currently after COVID period. So, what is digital marketing and how did you learn it? Yeah, so I think there are two parts to marketing per se. Um, one is marketing to build intrinsic value, and second is marketing to drive sales. What is intrinsic value? Okay, so like uh, you know, you choose to buy a Nike shoe because there is the design part of it, but there is also the feeling of you buying into a Nike. Yeah. So the brand value, the intrinsic value of what okay. the Nike right. shoe is, the you know the heightened brand value of that is what marketing cumulatively does. So it has a higher, it has the effect of delivering you a higher price to the customer because the customer has a higher perceived payoff. But if customer will say that I bought a Nike shoe, then it's better. Action shoe may be as good quality as a Nike shoe, which I doubt it is. But you know, over time, because you have higher margin, you can invest in better product. You can invest Men in better experience. Yeah. So that's a big name. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a bit about uh, you know so one is to build intrinsic value and second is to drive sales and distribution is what you do with marketing. So marketing can be tactical, can be seasonal. 
So you have bitter coming, cold cream, and suddenly push a lot of ads on TV. Yeah. You have a need because your skin starts getting dry, so you start purchasing it. So it's about right message to right consumer at the right, right time. Yeah. And digital marketing is just an extension of that. Digital marketing is allowing you to do more of right consumer at right time. And then for the because uh, the SS in SS is in our hand. Yeah, because you have uh, on your phone, you have geolocation, you have uh, the ability to understand what the consumer is searching for. You have the ability to understand that am I looking at entertainment content or sports content? So yeah. you know, on a sports content, I may see a Pond's Men versus on an entertainment comment content, I may see Anushka Sharma with Divya. Yeah. For example. So currently people are saying like digital marketing will replace the traditional way of marketing. Is it true in next ten in a decade? I mean, yeah, see, they've been saying that for a long time. I think billboards will still exist. I think television today is still the largest um, community. At this point in time, television is the largest media channel for brands. Yeah. So most brands put money on television. Also, the reality is that on television, historically, brands have put money on television. They have grown. Yeah. So it has the tried and tested method. So results have been given consistently. Results have been being given consistently. Digital still performing and you know proving itself. So I think digital is definitely here to stay. I think traditional is also here to stay. There will be a coexistence. Ultimately, the money moves where the consumer moves. So if the consumer moves into metaverse, money will move into metaverse. If the consumer moves into phone, money moves into phone. Consumer moves into laptop. Now I'm not here to say where the money will move because that's not my business. My yeah. business is to ensure I know where the consumer are going. going, and that's where I move my clients' money to give them the best result for the right message at the right place at the right time. That's my job. I don't care if. One goes big or one goes small. I'm here to define right message, right place, right time, and I will focus on that. So your AB content work is with data, I think. So okay. So could you please elaborate the phrase data? Why do you say AB content all the time? Just to specify it or give it more height. Yeah. Give it more weight. Yeah. You can uh, switch it around a few. Instead of AB content, you could do a few other phrases also. I I I'll try. Okay. So uh, data is uh, yeah like a lot of work is with data. A lot of work is with drawing inferences using data. So. Like how they collect our data? Are these things interconnected on whatever we are using and helping you guys in digital marketing? Yeah, I mean to a large extent, right? Like because, uh, for example, I could layer a first-party data of users who use the Nike app. Yeah. You know, so I'll run my I'll run my ads to a, a cohort of users who have installed the Nike app. If I'm marketing a beauty product, so I am able to buy this third-party. I mean, I'm able to buy this not the first-party, but the third-party data. I'm able to buy third-party data from exchanges. I am able to understand that okay, when I have a first-party data, also when I come onto your website, how many minutes I'm spending, you know, All which section I went on, which section I spent more time on, which section I spent less time on. Basis that I could trigger a marketing automation. That you know, if I spend more time on, um, uh, for example, let's talk about a category like uh, chocolates. And if I spend more time on the healthy chocolate section, then tomorrow you'll be showing me that thing again. Yeah, more of that will be remarketed to you. My emailers could, you know, kind of Spam be programmed to emails. deliver that flow. Like you know, all uh, healthy chocolate or healthy chocolate based recipes, so it's like playing to my interest. Alright. So you must just start this chat with zero customers, and currently it has network of two hundred people. So what are network could be? I mean, it's a, like a this thing. You know, network could be way more, but we 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 just focus on revenue. We focus right. on the number of people we hire. We focus on the vision. Right now, we are not in any, any space to sell our company, so network doesn't matter. Oh, right. So what are your future visions with Shaban? So uh, we, like I said, we are opening. Um, you know, we are expanding our business portfolio. So we have a just opened research business. We are taking on a lot of the established research players with the research business. We have a business going on in uh, uh, data analytics. So uh, for the banking and financial sector, for uh, credit risk detection, fraud detection, we have a joint venture there with a Swedish uh, consulting company called Q Group. So we call it Shabank Q. 
that's the second uh, you know kind of wing that we opened up. Uh, we have a very successful production business. We make ad films. You know, if you just recently seen a new Castrol ad with Tiger Shroff, yeah, uh, him doing flips and turns. You know, so that television level quality work we're doing. We just finished shooting a short film, which has won at the Prague Film Festival and at the Moscow Film Festival. So uh, you know, that's a lovely short film that we have put out. Um, we are in, uh, you know, I mean, we've done some amazing work with Ritesh and Janita Deshmukh for launch of the Imagine Needs product, plant-based Nikola. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the packaging logos done by us, the brand identity is done by us, now we're making some iPhones for them. We're also helping them with sales and distribution increase, on-ground sales distribution increase. So we're working with them on that capacity. Um, we're opening, we opened Delhi this year. We're already at yeah. about 100 people there. Uh, we're opening in London 2022. Uh, after London, we go to Amsterdam. Then we have, I mean, then we have our expansion plans kind of sorted out. Uh, we probably, yeah, we're just in the midst of a lot, man. There's a product in the works which we're building uh, inside of Shebang. So uh, there's the Shebang Academy, which has kicked off really well on our training programs. You yeah. Know, um, talking good revenues there, teaching people good stuff. So yeah, it's an exciting time in Shebang. So I personally am very excited to ask the question. Yeah. What is level talking? So Level is an amazing, amazing, I'm so excited for you that you've asked this question. It's an amazing product that we're building. It's a real-life first-person game, which is gamifying the, it's turning the entire process of personal growth and personal development into a game. So it's a first-person game, which you can play every day, all the time. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, turning, it's turning the principles of addiction inwards for growth. So everybody is like, you know, I mean, Instagram is making you just like addicted to your phone, but what we are doing is we're, we're actually like it's a it's a mixed reality between the world that we live in and growth and, and, and yeah and, like, and your phone and the world that we live in and mix marrying that to deliver growth. So like you know some of the stuff that I mean we've got about uh, two hundred workouts that we've already shot. There's about a hundred or meditations that are on the app from different coaches all over the world. Um, uh, there are different game modes. So you could be a yogi game mode. You could be a uh, you know like so there's a yogi game mode. There's a mindful monk game mode. And depending on your game mode that you're playing in your you know the XP that you get on the game changes. Uh, you are, uh, you're, I mean, you're like basically built out a lot of mini games and challenges to help you enjoy the world better. Like for example, uh, you know, Dr. Huberman says on his podcast that you know one of the first things you need to get up as you do is you get up and look at the natural sunlight. Now, how do I game without a glass? How do I gamify that? How do I ensure that I know that the user is looking at sunlight? So that's how the school stuff that we're doing. We're doing stuff where you have challenges with a mixture of augmented reality and you know kind of like the real world. So think of you being uh, Sonic collecting coins yeah. as you go around as you walk more and uh, think about you I mean like you are making people smile so like can I reward you for making basically are we creating more better human beings you better human game. beings with some value added skills yeah through a game yeah so have you been using artificial intelligence in this well I, I mean uh, the thing with AI is that for AI to first build in a strong way you need a very good instructional data set so we're kind of like building an instruction data set, we get our first person, you know, our first set of users, then the AI will kick in. So we build the principles of AI, but it's not a full AI yet. Alright. So according to you, do you think that AI will replace humans in near future? I think I'm I'm on the side of uh, you know AI augments humans, not replaces humans. You know, so I mean you are you are a scholar of Gita. Yeah. Right? So in chapter two they are talking about this idea of the Swadhan. Right? So if you're talking about Swadhan, now Swadharm is uh, you know all your different Dharms that yeah, are there, but it's superseding on that, right? So this is a superset and it kind of draws from that. So that idea of being more complete as a human being and being able to absorb to the best of your, you know, you understand your Atma Gyan and then therefore are able to, you know, translate into your Southern so and therefore you So I don't know if a machine has that ability. So I think human beings will elevate themselves higher, higher, higher through this AI. 
Uh, and that is where I think uh, you know product like level also is sitting in because we are basically wanting to raise the level of Hello guys, so as you have heard the first part of the podcast and I know it's damn amazing and it must have added value to your life. So stay tuned for the second episode of this podcast. It will be released after 10 days. So save date to your calendar. Tab tak take care.